Um, Alright, now we're officially starting. <laughs> <laughs> I think this, this is our thing. <laughs> we, we'd start off not with a bang, but with a slow rumble. <laughs> okay, so you're going to say this part with me. Look at your notes. I'm looking. Okay, ready? One, two, two three. three. Welcome, Welcome to the, to the Sex, Sex with Penguins podcast. I'm not sure that doing it in unison is going to work with the recording because when I was talking, you kind of faded out. Oh, Did well. you hear that? No. <laughs> What's this podcast about, Christine? No, wait. We have to say the whole thing. Okay, I'll, I'll just say it then. Welcome to the Sex with Penguins podcast. It's a podcast about spirituality, sexuality, and the extraordinary insights of an ordinary life. I'm Christine. And I'm Sarah. And uh, yeah, let's talk about what this podcast is about. Well, I like the, the, other, the other topic, which was what have we learned since we first started podcasting. And we did one. We did one. And when was that? Was it April? Uh, well, actually, we did two if we want to count the other one. <laughs> That's ones. true. But um, yeah, we, we've got two on the books now. One might disappear because we're, <laughs> we're ashamed of it. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but uh, we got uh, feedback on it that wasn't uh, what we had hoped. Right. Um, well, I've learned a ton, and, and a lot of what I've learned is technical, mm-hmm. and I'm very pleased with myself at how much I figured out about using um, audacity and figuring out you know where everything needs to go and all that boring technical stuff but it was just it was nice for me to like oh yeah I can still I can still learn this stuff and I can still figure it out and you know I'm a pretty smart person so but also that that you know that we can do this and that people will listen to it and give us feedback and we have something to say we do have something to say and also I'm shocked to find out that we I think we now have at least two fans Mm. <laughs> so we're growing. One each. <laughs> we don't have to share anymore. Well, we have two. Well, yeah. yeah. And the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is, um, you know, the thing is that this, I mean, obviously this podcast is going to evolve and it's going to change. And, um, you know, I, it's funny just because we've, we haven't done that much. I mean, we've only done these two or, or this one. Mm-hmm. And, um I already thought I had kind of an idea about what it was about. And then when I sort of came up with the inspiration for the podcast that we're going to, what we're going to talk about today, it seemed like um, a different podcast to me, a little bit different. Um, Hmm. Even though um, it's about, we say, you know, our line is it's about spirituality, sexuality, and, and the blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, I I don't want to exclude anything. I, I want this to be, and and when we talk about what we've learned, I mean, we've also done an awful lot of research about what other podcasts are like and what mm-hmm. we like and don't like about other podcasts um, that we listen to. And we listen to, I mean, one of our favorite podcasts is just people being themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, I mean, they do commercials and stuff like that because they've grown, um, but the things that I find most interesting are about their personal lives. Right. Well, that's the extraordinary insights of an ordinary life part. Yeah. And I think those podcasts that we listen to that we like in that way, that's what they're about too. Maybe not extraordinary. Yeah. 
<laughs> more pissy sometimes. Piss, pissy insights of, of a pissy life. <laughs> what keeps them from swinging from the rafters sometimes? <laughs> and yeah, you know, and that's something for everyone. Yeah, I, that's what's nice about podcasts is there is something for everybody, and you don't have to be, um, you know. I've I've heard a lot of really wonderful podcasts on spirituality, and there's always that feeling that, um, you know, that that they're putting on their best face, that they have a full face of makeup. If I would look at them in their in their thing that they're, they're they have their makeup on and they all look nice and they're very tidy about what they say and and they never seem to have a down moment and stuff. And I, I really want us to just be real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was one of the first things that we talked about was that, you know, the whole thing, the whole reason we became friends and the whole reason that this sort of launched out of that was because, you know, you had told me that about myself, right? About what me. do you mean? Well, you had, taught, you had told me that that was one of the things that you liked about me. That... Oh, yeah, that that you're you're a real person. I mean, you're a highly spiritual person. Um but you know, also sometimes things suck and things are hard, and you're, you roll with that too. And that's yeah. that's also part of your spiritual spiritual practice. Yes. That is is um, facing those things. Yep. Yep. And dealing with them. And mm-hmm. that's that's where the rubber meets the road, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of spiritual practice. And that to me is more inspiring than somebody with a full face of makeup on, a full face of spiritual makeup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're behind the spiritual makeup on, on the whole thing. I have no makeup on right now. I, I look like hell because I didn't sleep all, all night. So. And, I, and I just got up. <laughs> and, but you've had, two, you've had a couple of cups of coffee. You're way up oh, the yeah. scale. On I'm that. now on number three. So I'm, I'm soon, oh. by the end of this call, I'll be, I'll be jumping Spinning. around. Yeah, I, I gave up coffee. And apparently oh, yeah. I've also given up sleep and caffeine of any kind. So... Yeah, who needs it? Sleep. Sleep is for the weak, as they say. I really need sleep. Um, I really do too, most of the time, but apparently not today. So, okay, we well, you get it later. Um, so I wanted to start about. So we talked about what we learned. <laughs> I think we did. I think yeah. we covered that. Yeah. So I, I wanted to talk about that. The I even have a title for this podcast, and it may not end up being the title, but this is the working title for this podcast. Mm. And that's um, the Yin, Yin, Yin and Yang podcast. So I want to talk about, do you know what the Yin and Yang sign looks like? I do. And um, that is actually the, the Yin is the feminine and the Yang is the masculine. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it goes for all um, duality in life, kind of the, the dual nature of, of things, the, 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 the uh, that's the only way how to say it is the yin and the yang of things, um, mm-hmm. the balance of life. Does it, does it mean opposites necessarily? Um, complementary opposites. Mm-hmm. Not not. Uh, I mean, what I really believe is that this is not a. We don't live in a diverse. We live in a universe. Mm-hmm. So this is this is about um, not a dual a dual life like a heaven and hell, sin and whatever the opposite of sin is, goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, that that life is just all this this one experience. And, um, but there is duality in terms of like, you can't really be in fear 
or in love at the same time. You can't be in, in fear and love at the same time. You're either one or the other, really. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to um, joy and sorrow, you really can be. Uh, you can you can experience them both at the same time. Although oh, they, hell yes. Yeah, as, as, yeah, although they seem like they're, you know, diverse things. So joy and sorrow. So we have been talking about uh, the last podcast we talked about cultivating joy, yes? Mm-hmm, we did. So, um, and, and, and there's so much to talk about with that. And um, I, this weekend, I mean, uh, it sounds like you've been having some really amazing experiences. Um, and also we should say that we haven't talked to each other in a while either on the on voice. Right. We generally uh, operate in email right now. Mm -hmm. um, so it sounded like you had a really great weekend, and I had a really grief-filled weekend. My cat looked like she, her legs were giving out, and I was freaking out, thinking, oh, my God, this is it. Mm -hmm. And then um, this other thing happened. And so um, I, I just started thinking, you know, it's not like you had a good weekend and I had a bad weekend. Um, I really want to embrace the whole idea that these are – sort of two sides of the same coin, but they can also be simultaneous, you know? Right. Well, and I should also say that I didn't have a super great weekend. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm just assuming that you did. I don't think it looks that way on Facebook. <laughs> That's true. It was okay. It was Everybody's okay. life on Facebook looks so much better than mine. I have but, to say yeah, that. Well, yeah. But <laughs> yours looks good on Facebook, too. I mean, it's it's the place where you put on your full makeup, right? I mean, that's that. Why would I, why would I post about... I don't know. My life how, sucks. How, my life, you know, I, I, I don't know. I got cramps and my feet still hurt after a long walk. And the, <laughs> the event that I went to was pretty disappointing. And, you know, I'm not going to. That's that's not about cultivating joy. <laughs> but it's also not about. Okay, we're back. Okay. So where were we? We're professionals. <laughs> professional podcasting at its finest yeah so we talked about we were talking about spiritual makeup and yeah did we talk about so we are are, are we at spiritual looks at books i think we must be i mean there may have been some other stuff in there but i i can't remember what it was me neither so our next uh thing is spiritual looks at books so we want to uh we've been talking about joy and sorrow and i i really love this reading it's um from uh should we talk about what actually happened <laughs> yeah maybe we should fess up <laughs> so what happened was uh uh we were talking long having a fine time uh really flowing well and and then all of a sudden i realized that we had stopped recording completely so uh and we only got 12 minutes in so there's a and, big and chunk. Sarah, sarah said a bad word you did yeah i did i don't remember but i there's a big chunk of this whole podcast that's missing so now we're going to go back and recreate the magic we think <laughs> <laughs> like the professionals that we are oh yeah boy this is just it's fresh as a daisy now isn't it oh yeah I mean, I think, well <laughs> let's let's blame it on mercury being in retrograde that's right that's the that's my best excuse and it's going to be in retrograde until june 11th so this are is, we still recording yeah i hope to mm -hmm. god we are i don't know let me see. It's it, it the window disappears. Yeah, we're two minutes in now, so okay. we're going good. So um, this is a book that should be again on the back seat of every 
spiritual person's toilet. We've decided <laughs> <laughs> that spiritual people keep books like this on the back of their uh, toilet because it's uh, a short reading. And it's uh, from uh, the prophet by uh, Cahil Gibran. And the reading is on joy and sorrow. So um, we weren't going to have a spiritual looks on books, but uh, then this, this came up last night in the middle of my non-sleepingness. And um, I thought this would be a good topic for... And we talked about yin and yang. Yeah, and we talked about you having a shitty weekend and me having a great weekend and how it wasn't quite as quite as obvious as that. That, <laughs> that I think we missed too, that we lost. I never said shitty. I said I was, no. I was processing a lot of grief this weekend. And, mm -hmm. and my assumption was that I was, I was down and that you were having a wonderful weekend because mm -hmm. of what I had seen on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So that's, that kind of catches us up, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, here is this wonderful, wonderful poem um, by Gibran, who, who doesn't wear his makeup when he, when he talks to us. Um, your joy is your sorrow unmasked, and the selfsame well from which your laugh, laughter rises was oft-times filled with your tears. And how else can it be? The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. When you are joyous, look deep into your heart, and you shall find... It is only that which has given you sorrow that has given you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart, and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. Some of you say, joy is greater than sorrow. Others say, nay, sorrow is the greater. But I say to you, they are inseparable. Together they come, and when one sits alone with you at your board, remember that the other is asleep upon your bed. Verily, you are suspended like scales between your joy, your sorrow, and your joy. Only when you are empty are you at standstill and balanced. Hmm. I there still like go. it. It's even better the second time. Even better the second time around. <laughs> and I actually wrote something down which I wanted to ask about. There Alrighty. was a, the part about um, that which has been your delight. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. So in other words, if you, if you, let's say you marry the love of your life mm. and then you divorce him. Mm -hmm. So that which is was mm. once your delight is now your sorrow. And that was, okay. which was once your sorrow is now your delight. Like, right. and then the opposite, like, let's say, um, you lose your house. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you, you realize how, that you're completely free. Mm -hmm. And that that it the, the obligations are no longer there. So that was which is once your delight, you know, it was your sorrow of losing the house is now your delight because you have newfound freedom. So right, okay, that's what he's talking about. I understand now. I get it. I get it. So we're talking about cultivating joy and embracing sorrow. Okay, and and I had a story about definitely cultivating joy. Um, and my other story, I don't know what it's about, but I'll, I'm going to throw it out there and see what you think. And that was this, that was the story about Boomer. Mm -hmm. And I had started telling this before we had technical difficulties, so I'll try and recreate it. Before, so there was this... we realized that we'd been talking for 20 minutes and hadn't been recording. Yeah. Um, so Boomer. Boomer was this, this man that I met uh, online only. At, at the same time that I actually met my husband, and we met in the same online forum where um, it was like a video chat thing, precursor to Skype, actually. And so this guy, um, 
he was uh, his, his name was Boomer because his um, his pastime and his his passion was Native American drumming, and um, you know it's just somebody who was around and ended up keeping in touch with him um, over the years, various um, various uh, you know technical way. I mean, never met him in person. You know, it was Google Chat or it was Yahoo Chat or eventually Facebook. So I, I found him, or we found each other on Facebook a few years back, and it was nice to catch up and see what he was doing, hear about his, his poodle breeding. He used to show poodles at, at all these dog shows, and there were lots of pictures. And um, he retired from his, his tech job and spent a lot more time on Facebook. And I became aware that his Facebook was really getting me down and it was just very, he was very conservative and very anti-Obama and was also a, a gun enthusiast. And just everything I saw, I was like, oh, I don't really want to see this. I don't need this in my life. I don't, I don't need to have this in my feed. So I did not like get rid of him, but I just blocked him from, from my feed. So I didn't see his posts anymore, which made me a little sad because I, you know, I did. I do like him, but I just didn't. I didn't want to have that stuff, you know, interrupting, you know, the nice the nice things that I see on Facebook. And I just I just didn't care for it. Anyway, come to find out, maybe a few months later, he he would send me messages every once in a while, just you know, updating me on what was going on. And he told me that he had lung cancer. Mm. And, you know, so I was kind of talking him through that a little bit. I mean, I wasn't talking him through it, but I was, you know, he would talk to me about, you know, the treatments that he was undergoing and how he was feeling and, you know, phys physically and emotionally how he was feeling. And just, just kind of catching up every once in a while, I would check in with him. And, you know, I still left him off the, the Facebook feed. He did not talk about that on his Facebook. He continued to hate on Obama and all that sort of stuff. So I, I just didn't, I didn't look. And then I looked, I thought of him one day, I was like, oh, I wonder how he's doing, because I knew he was, you know, getting ready to do another round of chemotherapy or something, and he was gone. Hmm. There were all these posts on his Facebook about his funeral, and, um, you know, just remembrances, as, as people do when that happens, and it just made me so sad that I had blocked him, and I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know where he was in that process. And it made me sad. I was not I was not super close to this guy, but it just made me feel like you know, maybe blocking that which I didn't like is is maybe not such a a good idea. Mm. I'm I'm thinking about it. You know, it's like I still feel like, you know, there's a lot of people that I just don't want to see what they're saying, but you know, that was part of him. That was part of who he was, and I eliminated that. Yeah. So that was that was uh, that was sorrow. Hmm. <sighs> Heavy sigh. Heavy sigh. Yeah. That was a bummer. So I don't, I'm not sure how this. Um, I haven't. I haven't figured out what what that has done to me, like how that's going to change maybe how I interact with people. But I'm, I'm thinking about maybe being a little more accepting. Hmm. Well, what's funny is while you were talking, I could hear birds in the background singing. 
really? <laughs> so it's so you you're telling this, you know, sad story and in the background I can hear the trash can trash guy going by. It sounded like a garbage truck going by mm-hmm. and the birds are singing. And that's the truth. I mean I can hear the birds too. I can't tell whether they're your birds or my birds. I think they're your birds. Oh, really? Because the only thing I have going on in, in my house is uh, a fan that's blowing and uh, a cat that's uh, wandering around and gardeners next door. So I don't I don't have any birds. Well, I don't want to bum everybody completely out, but this is the this is the embracing sorrow portion of the show. Yeah, I I kind of had to face that maybe I had not been not been the the best person I I could have been. But but really, you know, if he wasn't even talking about it on his Facebook page, how would you, how would having his feed? I would have have seen when those other people had posted on it right away. I mean, it was weeks and weeks that I didn't know. Okay, let's all take a deep breath. (laughs) Yeah. Birds are still singing. The birds are still singing. Yes. Yeah. And there are no gardeners in my neighborhood for a change. At the moment. Okay, well speaking of touching other humans. Yes. Let me let me try and tell a Ooh, an uplifting I, story. I see. You just pink highlighted something. Oh I did, did I? Yeah, I was like highlighting what I'm about to say. Yep. Um so I don't I can't remember if this was mentioned in the last episode of this podcast, but one of the things um, that I do with some of my spare time, oh, this is a long story. I, I'm, I'm also a massage therapist of sorts. Um, I, I went to school for, for massage therapy, I think it's about five years ago now. And um, when, I, when I did that, I, I finished the school and so the next step was, oh, you got to get licensed and you're going to find a job in a nice spa and da 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 And I realized as I was going through it that wait a minute that's not exactly it's not doesn't feel right it's not what I need to do with it it's not what I wanted to do with it so I I started exploring donating massage to various people who you know needed some some TLC and I started with um, I started with uh, addiction uh, recovery places can I interrupt you for a second you can Um, I I as part of the the spiritual practice of the pod, mm. can I just pray right here? Absolutely. Because I'm feeling like I really want to make a transition from what I just talked about and what we just talked about with the sadness, mm-hmm. and move into um, into the joy. Do it, baby. Okay, let's just do that. So one of the things that I absolutely believe in is prayer. And I'm aware that I've never prayed on this pod before, but let's no better time than now. So I'm just wanting to release everything that has come before this moment in time and to just rest in the powerful presence of God. Just knowing that right here and right now, in the midst of what we're talking about, in the midst of all this heaviness and sadness, there is indeed this joy, there is this love, there is this peace, there is this understanding and compassion that passes all human understanding there is this place that we return to again and again that knows itself that is eternal that is changeless 
that is love, that loves us right where we are, right here and right now. So I'm just knowing that right where Boomer is, God is, that right where my brother Marty is and my mother is and my father is and my grandmother is, all these people are gone from our sight. But they're not gone from our souls and they're not gone from our thoughts and prayers. And I'm just knowing that right now we just reach through that place of time and space and just we are one with that love that brought us all together in the beginning, that friendship and that family kinship and all the relationships that we've spoken of. I'm just knowing and accepting right here and right now that this love, this peace, this joy, this harmony, this sadness in letting go is a part of the human experience and I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for this opportunity to share this word and to be this place of love and compassion, not just for Sarah and for myself, not just for my family, not just for Boomer, but for everyone who is listening to this podcast right here and right now. Just knowing that right where they are, this presence is, this love is, this peace is, this harmony is, no matter how they're listening to this podcast, I'm just knowing that love and grace is the order of the day. So for this and so much more, I am grateful and thankful. And I release this just knowing that it is done. And I rest in it saying, and so it is. So it is. Amen. You found it. I found it? Yeah, the joy. Yeah. I just needed a, I needed a palate cleanser. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like, just felt like too abrupt a transition. So, okay, the woman's room. And I think you did talk. You did talk about being a a, a, a massage therapist when we talked about okay. who we were. Well, let me let me skip that whole long story then. One of the places that I donate chair massage is a, a women's homeless refuge room. It's not a shelter. It's where people go just to hang out, get something to eat, take a shower, do their laundry, stuff like that. And I've been going there for once a month for four years. It's always wonderful. It's always an extremely inspiring and rewarding experience. Sometimes on my way there, I don't feel like doing it, but I always come away feeling like I'm glad I was there. Mm -hmm. uh, every once in a while, though, there's some particular client that really touches me in some way. And that those are more few and far between. I mean, they're all wonderful. And there's always something lovely that happens, even if it's a simple hug of gratitude. Um, but this, so what happened to me, this happened last week, my most recent visit to the women's room. And, um, there was a, my last client, it was amazing. She was my last one. And she was, she was sleeping in a chair when I came to get her and she kind of woke up and she, she came into the, the room where I had my chair set up with me and her name was Michelle. And she said to me, I have, um, I have a, a nervous twitch in my shoulder and it's just been there for for ages and ages, and I don't I don't know what it is, and it, it's you know just I just she just wanted to sort of warn me or tell me what was going on, and so the second I put my hands on her, I felt it. I mean, she was jumpy, 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 jumpy. Everything under her skin was active mm. and and electrified, and I realized at that moment I was not going to do anything deep, right? I was not going to do any deep tissue, no pressure. She just needed like. You know, like you sue the baby. Yeah. You know, pat him on the back or stroke him on the back. And I went through the motions of the chair massage routine that I, I learned, but I, I had no, no pressure, just touch. And within two minutes, she said something to me 
And she, I said, uh, I said, I'm sorry, what did you say? Because their face is in the face cradle and I can't hear them. Right. She said, I stopped twitching. <laughs> I stopped twitching. And she wasn't twitching the rest of the time. And it was just a feeling, you know, I just, I, you know, did the whole thing. And, and she just left. She didn't even say thank you. Or she, she didn't, you know, say, oh, my God, that was a miracle. <laughs> but I felt it. Like, I really felt super connected with her. Yeah. And, like, I... I, I did something to help her. And in that moment, I also felt like the filled with like, I got something out of that too. That was amazing. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't just me. It's not me giving. It was that it was a, it was a very much a back and forth of, of giving and, and receiving yes. in a very gracious and, and graceful way. And I was high for the rest of the day. Mm. So there's your joy story. Oh man, it was, it was really great, and it, you know, it's like I had I wanted to tell everybody, you know, it's like I, after it happened, it was like I got to spread the message, you know. <laughs> so that was really really nice. I so can... thank you, thank you, Michelle, for giving me that moment. Mm. I can hear it in your voice. I can just hear you smiling. Just, mm -hmm. I am just... smiling right I now. Know. I could tell. <laughs> I can hear it. All right, how are we feeling? <laughs> Take our temperature. I know. I want you to. I want you to stroke me. I want you to. I, I want to lay on the couch with you like we used to do. Remember when we used to do that a long time ago? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we that was you know the last time we actually sat on a couch together. Oh, we have a new couch. I know. I, saw, I am looking I saw forward to you to you uh, enjoying it at some point. Did you Did you give away the old one? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Did it we go don't, to we We went to the went to um, Union Station. Uh huh. It yep. went to the. Um, it's like a family transitional housing place. So some, some people are sitting on it right now who need it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <sighs> I feel like we need to lighten things up a little bit. Yes, we do. <laughs> Would you like to talk about sex in the news or sex at, in the, at the cinema? Maybe, do we have sex in the news? Do we have some news? Uh, we just talked about some sex in the news. That's true, off. breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news while we were, while we were in retrograde. Do we want to talk about this? Yeah, Every, why not? Everyone's going to be talking about this. That's true. Everyone's going to be talking about this. And that, right. is, that is Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, wait, we have to roll our, our music. Sex in the news. Dum, dum, da, dum, dum, da, dum. I really, someday somebody has to give us some sex in the news, news uh, footage, some sound. A little newsreel. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. So yeah, while we were offline, I was, I was clicking around, looked at Facebook real quick and there was a, the, the first, the big reveal of Bruce Jenner as a woman. Mm -hmm. And you know, half of me doesn't want to give all this reality Kardashian stuff any more attention than it's already getting. Yeah. Um, but I am fascinated. I think everybody is. I think every that's everybody's reaction is that they're they're fascinated by it, and um, I think this is a really important turning point for transgender people. I think he's he's wearing the face. You know, it, way back in the day. Um, who was the tennis player? Do you remember this? You were probably you might have even be too young for this. Do you remember um, Christine uh, Christine Jorgensen? What was her name? Oh yeah, yeah, I think that's right. That was the the all what all I know about it was the the transgender story. 
Yeah, it was. She was a tennis. A, he was a tennis player who transitioned into a woman, and this was way back, and that was huge. I bet, yeah. And um, Bruce Jenner is even more of, and was a longer face of, you know, Olympic Olympic athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the whole Kardashian thing, and and now he's a woman. And we're not saying anything or or, or bringing this up. This is this is not news to anybody right now because this is big, and I just I'm I'm excited for the transgender community and I'm completely baffled by the whole thing. Mm. As far as how did he get his boobs so fast? <laughs> I know the boobs are fantastic. Is, are, is it is it like I don't know? It's hard to believe in anything you see on the internet. Is it is it photoshopped or are those really boobs? I don't know. And and ha- I mean. How did he get rid of his manly body? Because he had a manly body. Yeah. But he had been taking, I know he'd been taking hormones. And he said, I read something. Um, it's, it's just funny because I read something about this last night because I didn't realize that they had done the Kardashian episode dealing with it. Mm-hmm. There's a Kardashian episode, which I haven't seen because I don't watch him. So. Yeah, I haven't. But it's called About Bruce. Mm-hmm. And they did that in May, and then now this is the big reveal. So it was all carefully staged, and I guess he's going to have a reality show. Right. And I, and I also feel part of it is I don't want to give the, that Kardashian reality stuff a lot of attention. I also feel like this is such a private matter. I know. That, that you know, commenting on his breasts or his hair or the, the, the shape of his body or her body, it's it's sort of inappropriate to me. But at the same time, I do feel, you know, I, I, baffled is is my word for. I feel I feel like you like you said, it's wonderful news for the transgender community, and I am baffled about the transgender thing in general. Um, just be, only because it's something I I can't figure out how to identify with. Mm-hmm. It is such a foreign feeling to me, and I I can't even imagine feeling like you're you're wrong in your own body yeah i can't imagine it and so yeah. it's very like i'm trying to make a connection with with that feeling and it's it's it, i haven't been able to do it yet i can't connect with it i'd I, like to yeah i don't i don't I, I can't say that i have the experience personally but i have worked with transgender clients so mm. um you know it, it's I understand it and, and I've done an awful lot of research and talked to a lot of therapists about it so I've worked with clients and their therapists and I've also read a lot of books mm-hmm. <laughs> but and I have too in my quest to understand yeah yeah it's yeah. something I'm really interested in um but I haven't yet understood it which is maybe why I keep I keep looking at it yeah well I think it's I mean we're we're just at, I it, it this is really an exciting time mm. for sexuality in general because of the fact that you know it, states are toppling one by one in terms of you know same sex marriage. I mean mm-hmm. it's just like boom boom boom. I mean Ireland just um, approved same sex marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like. Uh, it's it's over. It's over for these people who are holding on to this old idea of what marriage is and what gen. I mean, we're moving to a place of of fluidity, and I think that's incredible. And there are other people that are freaking out and are saying that this this is. I read some article somewhere. I don't even 
I didn't even read the whole thing, but it was it was basically saying that this is uh, Obama has a plot about uh, accepting gay marriage, um, and it's a, a, a step towards um, transhumanism. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it, they were just, is it anything to do with transgenders? It has to do with like once we get rid of the idea of being a gender that we are going to stop being so attached to being human and that it's sort of like we're moving towards a robotic society I don't, it was this whole line of uh reasoning that it was like wow okay so there are people out there that are thinking all kinds of things and it's flipping people's wigs i mean it really is people are just losing it so it's just like but it's it's time. I mean, it's mm. it, it's long since past time. But I'm amazed at how fast this is all happening. That this is happening in our lifetime. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me. And um, cool. it's time for people like Bruce Jenner and everyone else who has a story to tell to speak up. I mean, that's that's part of the reason to go back to the very beginning of what we were talking about with this podcast. I think it's time for people to talk about who they really are. Mm. and to stop putting on spiritual makeup and you know i mean it, and this is almost exact opposite of that there there is this person all of a sudden transformed mm -hmm. and because we don't get to see the process behind it we're baffled you know mm, interesting and it's like here's this picture and we and we still don't know how much of it is real and we're living in a society where we don't know how much of what we're seeing of people is real. Do you know? Right, right. Like looking on Facebook and seeing what, I, you know, this wonderful weekend that I assume that you had that I missed out on because I didn't go. Mm -hmm. And instead I was sitting at home crying about this piece of paper from 1964, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually there was a lot more going on that, you know, in, in, the, in those both of our weekends that you, you don't see. Right. You didn't see it. Right. And and you don't see. And that's part of the reason I think it's important to have a podcast that's real. Mm -hmm. And and to talk about what's really going on and um, to sort of run the risk of people saying, well, that's boring or that really bummed me out or, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, as we know. Or you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We are who we are and, and, and we're all imperfect and. You know, it's time to sort of peel back and talk about what's really going on, don't you think? Sounds good to me. I think that's what we're trying to do here. I think so, too. For sure. Do you want to talk about more sexy stuff, or do you want to talk about... We kind of did the spiritual practice of the pod, which got switched. We were going to talk about meditation, but I just spontaneously went into prayer. Right. Well, yeah, let's let's follow up on, on what we were talking about last time. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. Sex at the cinema. Is this part of the show? And I've uh, I've seen it. Yes. So, had you seen it before we, at the last one, you hadn't seen it yet. Uh, no, we we the, watched the preview together. We That's watched right. the, we watched the, yeah, we watched the uh, preview, yeah. Mm -hmm. And just, and just gave our opinionated thoughts about it at the time. Right. Well, let me let me tell you my thoughts. Alrighty. And I know yours are probably more detailed than mine. I actually watched it in bed while I had a slight case of the stomach flu, so this may have colored 
my experience, but I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in bed and I'm not going anywhere and I don't feel good. So I might as well, like, I need to, I wanted to watch this so we could talk about it. So like, okay, here's the time. Now's the time. So I watched it in between trips to the bathroom. TMI? Maybe TMI. <laughs> but we're going to be real here. Yes, we are. Real. Don't cut that out. <laughs> um, and my, my top, like, response to it was, I don't know what this is about, but I don't think it's it's about domination and submission. Okay. Like, I didn't see that that was what it was about. And and my understanding from talking to people who had read the book was that that's correct. It's, it is actually not about that. It's more, it's a romance. It's a romance story. God. Um, but. I don't even think it's that, but go ahead. Well, it was, a, it was certainly more than that than it was about. Dysfunctional romance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I watched it and I, I was, my notes are, maybe I'll just read my notes out. They were just as I was watching it. And there was one quote where he says something like, it's the way I am. You yes. know, which they're talking about his, his kinks and what he likes. And she says, well, why do you do that? And, and she he says, it's just the way I am. <laughs> it's just the way I'm made or something like that. And I just, I didn't get that. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I mean, it's, it's, it's it, he was sort of likening it to being transgender or homosexual or something. And it's, it's like the way I was built that this is, this is what I like. I have no choice in the matter. And I wondered what you thought about that, that line and that idea that he, you're, you know, born this way. Right. Well, let me just, I have a little bit more run, uh, introduction stuff. So I said that this is a modern day, combination Cinderella Alice in Wonderland story complete with whips and chains <laughs> um, because and, and somebody else mentioned that too that it was kind of uh, I can't remember which one Alice in Wonderland or um, but that was like sort of a generally held opinion about it um, I, I said right off the bat the acting seems stiff and the vibe is creepy maybe that's a deliberate choice on the part of the filmmaker but I thought they were trying to go for a controlled sexy sort of thing well, and that's in my, my, I have a similar notes that say, it says, she is boring. <laughs> and then yeah. the next line is, so is he. Yeah. <laughs> they were just boring. I was not really interested in them personally enough to, to care what they were doing. Yeah. I said, uh, there's nothing about either one of them that I find sexy. <laughs> yeah. But the premise that she's a virgin who has been saving herself for the right guy all this time and then suddenly has all this sexual sophistication when it comes to ne negotiating her submissive agreement is laughable. Mm. Um, but uh, to get back to your question about the way he is, mm -hmm. um, I, what, what do you mean? Do I, do I agree that that's how a dominant is and that's just the way they are? Yeah, I think that's my question. Um, for a lot of the dominance that I have met, um, it kind of is mm -hmm. that, um, there's something maybe, I mean, it could be environmental from their early experiences or, uh, their upbringing. They ha have had some events that have happened and they just feel like they're dominant or they're submissive. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's part of their personality. And there is no other way to get off. 
or have sex other than that. Well, that, that was what he was he was kind of saying. Yeah, well, but I think that was just about him personally. I don't think that that we can cast. I mean, there's absolutely first of all, there's just absolutely nothing about this movie that applies to to anybody else in the scene. So just divorce, mm-hmm. divorce yourself. That there's a couple of ideas that they took from the scene, but as you say, it's not really about S and M. This is this is a guy who's really messed up, mm-hmm. and they used props around that. Mm-hmm. And but aside from that, it's not really about anything in the scene and and about the dynamics of S and M. They just kind of stuck those things in there and then said, "This is what it's like," and it really isn't. Right. Um. So, you know, it it, it it's a ripoff. It's just such a ripoff, and it's so sad. That's you know, that's a thing. It's it's not real. It didn't mm-hmm. strike me as being real. Um, let's see what else. Well, I, I, yeah, nobody ever comes. <laughs> that was one of my notes was like, nobody's ever like, actually, th- there's a lot of like gasping and, and, and grunting <laughs> and thrusting, but nobody ever comes. Well, I, I assumed he did. I assumed he did. But there was no sign of it. Well, no, of course not. They're not going to show you that part, but I, I assume he Not did. even the acting, like the acting, like. Yeah. acting like it's coming there was nothing like that yeah and then and then the whole all the all this the um you know when he was whipping her and stuff like that he never leaves a mark on her yeah he never she's not even like a tiny bit pink yeah somebody yeah. said and then and then when he actually spanks her in the end she's like oh that's it i'm out of here yeah i know so i'm like what was going on all the other times <laughs> what did you think that was you know, I don't know. She says, show me your worst, and he spanks her six times, and she says, oh, my God, it's horrible. I'm out of here. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. So I, th- I think it's like two thumbs down from Sex with Penguins podcast. Yeah. I, I said, let's see, what else did I say about it? Um, what annoyed me the most was what a bad dominant he was. A good dominant has dominion over his... See, this is the difference between what a real dominant is and what he was. Mm. A good dominant has dominion over his or her own sexual urges, establishes and maintains safe boundaries, and knows how to exercise control. This guy finds out she's a virgin and immediately bangs her. (laughs) (laughs) I said, is he a premature ejaculator too? (laughs) What poor form. (laughs) I don't know any self-respecting dominant who would do that. If Mm -hmm. he had the skill and talent, he would tease her to the point where she was begging to be relieved of her virginity. Mm -hmm. What he did was akin to having a gourmet meal laid out before him and then just skipping straight to eating a pint of ice cream right out of the carton. (laughs) I think think your review of this movie is turning me on far more (laughs) than, than the actual movie did. Because the movie, I, I was not turned on by any of it. Well, I think, I'm and gonna... I was kind of waiting for it. Like, okay, at least there'll be some like you know, sexy bits or nudie bits or thrusty bits, and nothing, nothing got to me. You know, uh, I told you I was, I was, I was more turned on during the trailer than I was during the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I was so annoyed during the movie. I mean, and it was a while ago now, but I was so. Not only was I annoyed, but I was so um, inspired that I wrote this entire thing. Mm-hmm. And I will I will post it on the on the to read the entire thing you have to have to look at it on the on the uh, blog. Okay, uh, we should definitely post that yeah. as part of as part of our follow up. The other the other comment I just had was um oh oh how I wish they had cast James Dean in this role. 
Yeah, <laughs> there's a guy who could oh, do it. Oh, he would have been so good. He would have been so believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kept having to turn up the, the brightness on my on my laptop and I was trying to watch it too. I was like, I can't see anything. Every time they start to have sex, it gets really, really dark. Here's another comment. Why does ev- Hollywood have to make everyone who is into alternative lifestyles explain themselves? Oh, here we go. This is, this is that thing that you were saying. Um, explain themselves by admitting or proving to themselves to be 50 shades of fucked up. Ah, that's in my notes too. Yep. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. He couldn't possibly be. Well, that wouldn't make a very good, interesting movie, right? I suppose. I guess not. Why doesn't this guy just join a club or take out an ad or go on any number of kinky websites to find a girl <laughs> who likes being tied up and spanked and understands the lifestyle? Holy crap! This guy is rich and good looking. He could get anyone he wants. Why waste your time with a whiny virgin who doesn't accept you for who you are? But he couldn't resist her. Oh God! He couldn't. He couldn't stay away. He said that many times, and that was the romance part, right? That was the. It was was a romance movie for sixteen-year-olds, maybe for fourteen-year-olds. It was. It was really bad. I just. Yeah, and then when it ended, it ended with an obvious like, "There's more coming," right? I don't know how many books there are. There's at least three, I think. And so presumably they're going to make more of the movies oh, no. as well if they haven't already. And when I got to the end, I was like, oh, God, there's going to be another one. I hope I hope Christine doesn't make me watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> she might. <laughs> we might have to. She might. I think it's better. Or maybe we, sh- or maybe we should pick. We talked about a few movies um, last time that were, right. you know, better depictions of such things in, well, in film again one of my one of my other notes is so much of the atmosphere of this movie is a direct ripoff from nine and a half weeks so you've never watched nine and a half weeks i've never seen it i have it on vcr oh my god <laughs> or videotape i said vcr last time but i have it on videotape um i don't have any way of watching that i could i could bring over my tv <laughs> <laughs> so much the atmosphere of the movie is a direct ripoff from nine and a half weeks the way he dresses in monotones with his suits and ties and jackets just so and there's a scene duplication with ice cubes a belly button and white cotton panties that is shot for shot exactly the same as nine and a half weeks oh really yeah i mean it was it was i just sat there and said oh my god i wish we would have watched it together Mm-hmm. I was like throwing things and going, oh my God. <laughs> I was making so much noise because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, I was making noise too, but that was the stomach flu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, at least I'm, I'm not sad. So this is the other side of that. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling better now. I feel better now too. I hope everybody <laughs> feels better now. We've prayed, we've, uh, we've, we cried. <laughs> Did you want to do you want to plug anything or, or or catch up with anything else? Uh, do we want to do spiritual? We don't want to do the meditation discussion. That's something we can talk about later. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's save it. Okay. So, is there anything you want to plug? Is there anything else you want to say? No. <laughs> Me neither. No, I think I'm. I've said it. I'm awake now. I'm awake now too, which is scary considering I've had no sleep at all. Wow. Um, yeah, but, and I'm telling you, next time in the pod, I'm going to talk about meditation because I just finished a 40-day meditation commitment, and um, it's it's really it's amazing. So I'll talk about that next time. Okay. Um, so in closing, 
we'd love to have you talk to us. Tell us what you think about the podcast. Um, you can complain if you want, but I hope that you have got are getting something out of it or enjoying it. And because um, you know we have two fans and we'd like to build our audience. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get another one by by the time we get this. You one never out. know. If we're getting one if more. we're getting one one fan per episode, that would be good. Um, so Sarah, where can they find us? How can they find us? Well, let's see. We are on Facebook, of course, which is uh, facebook.com slash sexwithpenguins. On Google+, Plus, we are also sex with penguins. Is that all one word? Uh, it's, 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 it's Google+, Plus, which I read this article about how nobody at all posts anything on Google+. Plus, so I don't... Except for Google employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read that too. Was that on LinkedIn? Yeah. I don't know where that was. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. I think it was on LinkedIn. Um and uh, we are, so they, they don't have businesses there. So we are sex with penguins. Oh, uh, okay. So Our like, first name is sex yeah, with. Yeah, sex with mm-hmm. penguins. But it doesn't matter. You can search for sex with penguins and find us. Right. You can also follow us on Twitter. Yes. Sex W penguins pod. So at sex W penguins pod. Mm-hmm. And you can send us an email. You can either do that on our site. You can go to our site, which is... Uh... Our, site, our site is sexwithpenguins.com. So that's where we'll post, you know, the, the, the various things we always promise we'll post when we, <laughs> when we talk through. And I, I hope, I don't know, and the... I wasn't taking notes, so hopefully we'll remember what to put up there. Sexwithpenguins.com, and there's a contact form there. And there are, our email is also sexwithpenguinspod at gmail.com. Yes. And also we have links on our site for, you know, to add us on Twitter. And you can also follow us now on iTunes. That's true. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, you can follow us on iTunes. And, you know, Sarah, we could actually get on, on Stitcher, too. I don't, Do you know how to do that? Uh, we can find out. Okay. We'll find out. But, yeah, we're on, we are on iTunes, which was a lot easier than I thought we were going to be. Again, another one of those technical things that we've figured out since we've been doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, that's it. I think that's all. So that's all I've got to say. Oh, I'm glad we I'm glad we ended on a high note. Yes, so am I. I feel so much better now. <laughs> so uh our our uh we're hoping to get these out more often. We've sort of been uh, offline for a while now. Mm-hmm. And um so we're hoping to get it more often and um send us love and encouragement because we love to hear from you guys. So there you go. Now I'm done. All right. So I love you. I love you too. Yay! Yay! Number two is in the can. There it is, in the can. Amen. <laughs>